0: This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Well, let's start out today with a question. Some of you may say, what? None of your business. Uh, And a lot of you, when I look out there, I have uh, watched you play sports through the years. A lot of you. Robert, you too. Yeah. I went to a cardiologist not long ago, and he said, do you exercise? And I said, well, I have cattle. I I feed them. He said, oh, that's probably good. I didn't tell him to feed the cows. I pulled a switch, and it goes in a trough. To feed hay, I run switches, and it goes on the back of the pickup. Then I go out in the pasture, and run another switch, and it goes down on the ground. And if Gage or Sean's with me, then I don't really have to put a feeder on it. I stay in the pickup all the time. But he was happy that I was exercising. So what's that got to do with the lesson? I don't know. Uh, we want to read some in the scriptures about exercising. And I think most of you know where I'm headed. 1 Timothy 4, starting with verse 7. But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather into godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable in all things, having the promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore, we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. The uh, NBA playoffs are going on, and you watch these games, and you uh, I watched one time the pregame, and they are saying that a lot of these athletes warm up for an hour to an hour and a half before the game. And I told some of y'all last Sunday, if I did that, I'd be totally exhausted before the game starts. These guys do that so they can look at an other player, usually on the other team, and say, I got the championship ring. You know they make all kind of gestures at each other because they do that for the ring. They practice, they work out. When the season's over, they work out more. They do off season stuff. They really work at it. But yet the scripture says it profiteth little. They got a ring and they got a big contract. Let's go further. Verse 12, let no man despise thy youth. Be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on the hands of the presbytery. How much exercise do you do as a Christian? Christian exercise like be an example of the believers be an example in word in conversation of the way you lived in your love, your spirit your faith, your purity how much do you do in reading in exhortation, in doctrine how much do that are you doing, are you exercising as a Christian because this is what's profitable next slide Mediate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and to the doctrine and continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt save both thyself and them that hear thee. This is important. To both save thyself. From what? What are we going to save ourselves from? The main thing is condemnation of the Lord. Save ourselves from an eternity in hell. So this is really important, folks, that we get that. It's important that we understand this. So here's our title. Exercise unto godliness. How many of you know someone you're going to say, Oh, Fred, that is a godly person. I don't hear that a lot about someone being a godly person we should try to be a godly person but to do anything well we have to exercise so think about the benefits of exercise if you exercise you might lose weight it might make your heart better make your joints better and if you have diabetes it will help there's all kinds of things that's going to help to exercise yet I'm telling you It profiteth little. So let's think along that line as we read further. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily does beset us and let us run with patience the rates that is set before us. Brothers and sisters, you and I are racing. We're racing several things. We're racing to the finish line. Track may be over, but, you know, there's a finish line. You race to that finish line. Our finish line is one, is Jesus coming again, or two, is death. That's our finish line, and we're racing to it. Are we racing for a ring? No. Are we racing... For what? We're racing for a home in heaven. We're racing to hear uh, the Lord look at us and say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. This is what we're racing for. And it is worth it. We're racing for that. Like any exercise, you have to do it regularly. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. Think about that. Think about how much the athletes train. All of that for a ring or a world championship. We're going to the grave. We don't have a lot of time, and James four and fourteen says, "What is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth a little time and then vanishes away. How long does the vapor last? Not long." So my question: Are you exercising as a Christian? Are you loafing? Coaches in here, when somebody is loafing on your team, you holler at them, don't you? Maybe you set them down, take them off the court or off the field. Like I told you, godliness and practicing and exercising is so profitable. This is a repeat of another slide. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable in all things, having the promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. For you taking notes, take this note. Big letters, big letters. When you exercise as a Christian, it's going to help you in this life we're here. This vapor that we have now, it's going to help you. But of the life to come, eternity, that's the grand prize that we're after when you exercise as a Christian. Okay, let's look at a few of the advantages. I I can't think of them all, but... Maybe less worry would help a little bit. And 1 Peter 5 and 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that you, he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Brother Timothy in his first lesson talked about how that living the Christian life eliminated some problems in our life. You know, he talked about money and home and health and all kind of stuff. When God is on our side, it eliminates eliminate a lot of those worries. I think this is interesting too. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee or forsake thee. The other day, uh, something caught me in the news or on a paper. I don't remember where I saw it. I think it was a celebrity bought their own island, $24 million for that island. Maybe that would be nice. I don't know. Reckon they'll be content with that island. Reckon they'll have to do something to it. You and I as Christians are content with what gives us. We can be content with poor health. We can be content without a job. We can be content in any situation because God is with us. Now, this is interesting, too. Romans 13 and 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. A certain quarterback has signed a new contract. For two hundred and fifty-five million for five years, he's going to make fifty-one million dollars a year. That but should be sufficient. I think that'd be enough. Well, let me tell you this: if he's going to do that and forsake heaven, it's a bad deal. He's dumb. Okay, heaven is worth the exercise we go through. There's no comparison to, you can't put money on the price of heaven. We have to work towards that, exercise toward that. Most of you have a job, somewhat of a job. What if we spent as much time exercising and running the Christian race, doing that as actually going to work and getting a paycheck? What I'm saying is, I don't put in enough time, and I don't think you do either, as in our Christian race. i really concentrating on that. And John 15 and 14 says, You are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I've called you friends. For all things I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, you, he may give it you. Look out in this room. These are your friends or their brothers and sisters. Anything you ask of them, they're going to help you with. Now, I went in there and highlighted about fruit. If I asked one of these young people, what kind of fruit grows on a peach tree, I hope I'd hear the answer, peaches. If I asked some of these young people, what kind of fruit grows on Christians, what kind do they have, I'd hope you'd say more Christians. Do y'all, are y'all producing enough fruit? Or does your tree tree look kind of shabby? Looks like it might need some fertilizer. It might need some tender care. Are you producing the fruit in your race as a Christian? Less worry, less sorrow. For this is the love of God that you keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Let me tell you what's happening in the world. We don't have that much time. We just do not have that much time. There's war in the Ukraine. We're getting people out of Sudan. There's bombing over there. There's shootings. We can't have guns. There's shootings everywhere. There's a boy that wants to be a girl. There's a girl that wants to be a boy. There's somebody that wants to be a dog. you got to call my son a dog or a cat. Our world's in a mess. If we're running the Christian race, we're going to be concentrating on the end of the race, the final goal. We're going to block all that stuff out. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of an archangel. And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This should be comforting to us. Jesus is coming again, and eternity is going to start for us. Do you look forward to eternity? Maybe you dread standing face to face with the Lord. We should be looking forward to this time, to have that time of calm, that time of Everything and just being with the Lord. Everything we need is right there with us. All right. Hebrews 10 and 24. Let us consider one another to provoke to love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Brothers and sisters, we need to be here. Why? Why? I need to be exhorted by you. I need to be encouraged to work harder as a Christian. Coaches want to be coaches. You've got a player that shows up for practice half the time. Are you going to talk to him? What are you going to say? Is he going to be off the team? What about the $255, 255, $255 million man if he don't come to practice? I bet there's something in his contract that he needs to show up. Are we fully exercising all that we can? You know, from time to time, I hear something here that is spoken that really helps me in the Christian race. And if I was really paying attention, I'd probably hear it every time. We need to work at this. We need to be here. When when we miss being here, we miss communion. We have no strength in us that particular Sunday if we miss it. It's important to be here. You need to come and exhort me because I need that. One of my favorite verses, Mark 10 and 29. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now and this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions in the world to come eternal life. Even though you thank you're exercising a lot in your Christian race, you're going to get a hundredfold while you're alive here. In that life of a vapor, you're going to get a hundredfold on top of the labor you put forth. Have you got that? It's profitable to that. But the bottom line is the finish line, hearing, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You get to go to heaven. That's what we're going to the end of the line for. That's what we're working for. Think about this too. Romans 6 and 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin will try to trip each and every one of you up, but we have a way to have them sins forgiven. Right back here in the baptistry, For as many as you've been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I'm going to make this blunt. I mean, I think everybody understand that. If you're not baptized, the word you hear is, depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. This is a no-brainer. It's a must. There's no option around it. This is the only way, folks. And through Christ, we can run that race. James 5 and 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man that faileth mutt. You may be like me and get tripped up from time to time. I think God knew that there were some of us that might be weak in our exercises. We have this that can straighten us out. We can go to one another and pray and have our sins forgiven. God knew that we might not be perfect, that we would not be perfect. Let's think about this as we try to draw our remarks to a close in Acts 24 and 16. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Take a moment and think about yourself. Is your mind void of offense towards God and man? Do you really feel good about yourself? God, I've done the best I can. I'm ready to be offered. I'm ready to cross the finish line. Or do you feel like, hmm, is your mind void of offense? Is your conscience bothering you? We have to keep working, brothers and sisters. Second Thessalonians 1 and 7. And you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Okay, note takers, here's your last thing I need you to write down. When you read this verse, a question for you. Have you obeyed the gospel? Are you right with God? This is not a wives fable like we started out our scriptures with. This is not a fairy tale. This will actually happen. You will actually be in one of two places. Get that. You got two places to go. Are you ready? Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.